myself at least okay oh yeah get me some what do you want pat yeah give me an extra just uh the... i don't know bring up one of my thingies okay give me a grapefruit that's Please. how that's how we interact <laughs> we know what we mean by thingies and the stuff that only drinks like seltzers and uh, sweet things ciders not always most of the time though sours i do like sours yeah Ooh. I like I like a good pale drink. So pale it's drink. Pale drink. <laughs> Let's make the screen bigger while we're waiting. Yeah. Oh, there's a grapefruit one in there too. Those Look at good. that. Quite nicely in my are there any rules uh, for what we can and can't can't say as far as swears and things like that? Nope, you guys are all good. Um, so I mean, there's kind of no rules. Say what you want to say. Yeah. All right, we're big um, adults. Dink it and sink it, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. You're still a good interview. Let's hope it doesn't go too far through. <laughs> it will. We're put on to see. Episode of Beers of Bands, and this week I have the band Cities Never Sleep from Minnesota. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good, man. Pretty darn good. Good. I'm, I'm stoked that you guys are. Uh, we're we're down to do this. Uh, I like we kind of mentioned before we started. You guys have been in the scene for a long time, so I'm I'm stoked to to do this. And you guys always putting out sick jams. So thank you, thank you. Yeah. We try. <laughs> <laughs> we we write stuff and sometimes people like it. <laughs> do what you got to do, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, if you want to go kind of like around and say who you are and what you do in the band. Sure. Uh, I'm Joe. I sing and play guitar. I'm Jake. I play guitar and do a little bit of singing here and there. I'm Pat. I play bass and I also sing. I'm Waldy. I don't sing and I hit drums. Sometimes he yells, though. He does yell. <laughs> ah! Ah! I did notice that on one of like the descriptions on uh, Bandcamp. It said, like, Wally just plays drums, yells sometimes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I can see that. I can I see that. Just... Oh, wait, I, I yelled fuck in uh, uh, Lost Generation. You yeah, did. You, yeah, I mean, you yeah. like, so, yeah. send the that's yeah, true oh, i did you yeah did. So, you did okay. so uh, i'm pretty much one of the main things <laughs> it's kind of a big deal yeah 
There will be no band without Wally. Got it. It's true. No, no, definitely. <laughs> this is we're so happy with this lineup right now. <laughs> Finally got that locked in after years of searching. Yeah. He's desperately seeking drummer. Yeah. <laughs> we almost changed our name to that actually. Um, speaking of like getting to this lineup, like what was how did it go from like point A to to this point? Okay, um, I'll, I'll take the reins on this. So I started it uh, back in the day, 2007, Joe said yesterday. Um, we had a whole different lineup. It was literally a whole, just a whole different thing. So um, I'm the only original from that lineup. Okay. Uh, so we had uh, our buddy Rio that played drums. We had a, a different bass player named The Jake, not this Jake, The Jake. Um, I'm AJ. He's he AJ. AJ. Yeah. Uh, I'm just AJ. We had Kathan, uh that played guitar, and then we had just a just a vocalist, and hit that was New Metal Joe. And uh, I don't re- I don't remember the band turmoil that that changed everything, but uh, we did a tour that way, and then Kathan and and Joe left, and our drummer Rio was like, "Hey, you should go." go to zoomies and talk to this dude named joe so i did i went to the zoomies and i was like hey you want to come come to my house and hang out and he was like i've never talked to you before <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, and so joe came over to my house we jammed and i was like hey you want to be in my band he was like yes i do i was like cool drop whatever you're doing and be my forever friend yeah <laughs> and, and yeah that was that was the start of that so i joined up like I think it was like a year after the band like got got started or whatever. It was very shortly after that tour. And then Pat and I started recording in my bedroom, just getting some demos done because they had a bunch of tracks they did instrumentally with a producer uh, named Jordan Schmidt. And um, we never finished the vocals on it. So we started just like piecing through them in my room and we got um, out to playing a couple shows. And then I can't remember how it switched, but we've Pat's the fourth. 13th bass player in our band. Um, Waldy is Rio, Colin. He's Justin. Do we? Oh. Waldy's like number four or five for drummers. Uh, Jake's the official second guitar player. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, is Waldy is like number four or five drummer, is also was one of the bass players at one point in time. Yeah. <laughs> Wally played bass with us. Like he was like the third or fourth bass player and he did a tour or two with us. Yeah. Good times. Which is what, you know, led us to to remembering he was just moving from Kansas City back into Minneapolis and we were like, we should ask Wally to play drums. <laughs> so that was in like twenty eighteen, right? Eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. I joined in twenty fifteen. Uh I was working at this studio that we're hanging out in right now and Joe is working at another studio in town that was kind of moving locations so him and the owner of that place were using this space for a while and we just kind of hit it off right away with like you know we listened to a lot of the same stuff and it was like i think i showed him my solo stuff and then he showed me some cities never sleep stuff and i was like oh dude this shit's awesome and i was like yeah you want to you want to be in our you band? want to be my forever friend yeah you want to be in our band <laughs> we're like parasites we just like <laughs> suck yeah. people from their lives yeah. So at that point, I was just another guitarist. Yeah, so I was fun. basically like either doubling what Pat was doing, because Pat was playing guitar at the time, or doubling what Joe was doing, because it was all, you know, previously recorded music. Yeah. So 
and then eventually at yeah it was like at that point we had three guitar players and it was more so like okay let's do this let's let's work this as a live sort of thing to where so whoever's singing doesn't have to play guitar and we can be better because we're bad yeah (laughs) so (laughs) let's get that out of the way but that that never really happened No. no so we i think we got one show maybe as a three guitar piece that was at the bowling alley yeah yeah that was it yeah one we tried it the the 12th bassist left the band and then (laughs) pat was like you know what it's time it's it's time so he's our 13th and probably last bassist because uh yeah he just took over that role yeah if we lose that basis we're fucked (laughs) (laughs) he writes all the songs too so it's like oh shit yeah that's pretty crazy i think um out of a lot of the bands that i know you guys are probably like the had the most changeovers um like my my buddies back home i think we counted between like the start of the band to when it finally died there was like 25 different member changes and only like two original members by the end of it that's like life ruiner yeah so like i mean you guys did way more bass players than pretty much every like we i think went through five or six drummers Uh, we had guitar players switch to bass and then leave but like yeah it shit's crazy like people don't understand like because finding drummers is really hard yeah Yeah, like but we we always found like much more difficulty trying to find bass players i don't know why but like we've always had drummers that kind of stick around for at least a couple years Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, personal stuff comes up or whatever. But, like, uh, finding bass players is, like, our personal hell. If wow, you sent okay. me to hell and gave me one condition to, like, make my life miserable <laughs> in hell, it would be just finding bass players for the rest of my life. <laughs> Scheduling practices, talking to them, like, fielding their texts back to them. Just like, oh, it's all right, man. You could be a little late today. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to bass players. We need you. Right. No, we don't. You can't replace me no more. <laughs> we have one basis that I don't think he ever like learned any of the songs. He'd, he'd like kind of show up to practice and like noodle around, and then yep. sometimes he wouldn't show up to practice, and we wouldn't hear from him for a couple weeks. Yeah, <laughs> he just wasn't married. And to then the one idea. day we just assumed that he left the band, and then he showed up. Like, yeah, this is after like three weeks or something. Oh my god, ridiculous. that's right. Yeah, we won't name name this person. No, but we won't name names um, unless it's a positive thing. Yeah. But yeah, and then one one day we were in the middle of practice and he just showed up like, dude, I didn't even know you knew that there was a practice. Like, I, swear <laughs> yeah. we just, I, I think we had a new group text going at that point. I don't know how we found <laughs> out, but he showed up like an hour into it. And then it was it was we had to now that I, it was the most awkward, if I remember right, <laughs> because it, everyone was just so confused. I think he like walked in and grabbed Joe's butt too, and he did, yeah, <laughs> like, like a whole like, oh hey guys, I'm here to like hang out, like like it's a good moment, and you guys are just like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is awkward as fuck. I think that was like the practice where like, hey man, like, I, oh I, yeah, I, I think, think you need to leave. <laughs> I think you need to leave. Jesus, I didn't even remember that. I don't know. It all just kind of like rolls into one little memory for me. We've had a lot of like fun bass player moments. And all of our bass players were awesome. We didn't like lose any of them because we wanted to get rid of them either. It was except for that one. Except for that one. That was the one. <laughs> that's the only one we like had told that it, we we that's had true. to be, yeah. we had to part ways. Yeah. So one out of thirteen. Not, Not bad. that's a bad. Not so bad. We just also count people that have filled in and okay, like yeah. on bass. 
Not like, like join for two. Yeah, like, well, yeah, Wal- I mean, if you if you play a, a couple weeks stretch on the road with somebody, yeah. I say you have a decent place. Yeah, yeah. like Walby yeah. never like was like, hey, I'm bass player for cities. He was just like he was like our good friend, and he filled in for tours and shows. And the same thing with our our buddy Eric Hermanson learned stuff on a on a band ride to a show, and we needed him for a tour, and he played half the tour, and then we played it all as guitars. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but we oh. count them because you know they're friends and they were with us. So right, they helped yeah. us on our journey. They made it into the van like they're obviously part of it. Right? They are considered members, yeah. whether yeah. they thought they were or not. We want to do like a Maury style bass player reunion, <laughs> <laughs> and just have everyone there. And then at the end of it, it's like a American Gladiator style fight to see who gets to stay. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it, we, at one point we had an idea for a shirt that just had all the previous names of the bases crossed <laughs> off, and then at the very end it's just Pat Tarnowski. And maybe we'll circle that one on base like star next to it. <laughs> yeah, first it says guitar, and then like it's X'd out, and then it says bass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like arrow over to there. <laughs> It'll be like a flow chart kind of thing <laughs> of all the previous members of cities. Yeah, it's gonna have to be a front and back. Be a very, yeah. even a side print shirt yeah too. maybe maybe even like a pocket be a know. very chaotic looking shirt yeah probably wouldn't sell no i'd buy it i'd buy it i wouldn't <laughs> i comp one out yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so obviously you're, you're now at this lineup and i'm assuming that means that basically everything that's out on streaming is pretty much from this exact lineup Yes. Yes. Yep. That For is the how, most part, that's pretty much how we have it. Um, the Besides only one like that Christmas is, ones, the how well the Christmas ones we all did together actually I think. Or no. I haven't done any Christmas. Okay, so Colin did the the drums on that, but it was the three of us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then how the Midwest was one was the old lineup we talked about. Yeah. Um, one of them. One of them. Yeah. So um, yeah, we've got a like that EP. I think we recorded in like t- 2012 or something. Yeah. Um, and so that's been out for a while. That's like the, the previous lineup. The new stuff is El Cuatro here. Yeah. Um, I do got to commend you guys. Um, before we get into your actual like written stuff, you do have like three covers out right now. And because like I was just going through everything and there's some pretty sick covers for one because uh, you, you do cover Beach Boys uh, with Kokomo, which Kokomo Fox. Yeah, never thought I'd see a pop-punk cover of Kokomo. Uh, didn't know I needed that in my life, but you guys filled that void perfectly. Uh, so props to that. Props to to John, too, for filling it on sax, because... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, so so amazing. Oh, it was yeah. a sexy, sexy man. He nailed it. He, he even, like, took the time to send me, uh, like, a video of him playing it to put in the music video. <laughs> so, like, you know, he went above and beyond. He did, like, four takes, and they were all awesome. I wish I could have put them all in the video, but I <laughs> Have you seen the music video? Yeah, I watched it this morning. Okay, cool, like, cool. It's fucking sick. Um, yeah, for cool. people that are, that are listening, go check it out. You guys, it's like the top post on their Facebook right now. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's super good. You don't know you need it in your life until you see it, and then you're like, fuck yeah, where was this? Um, <laughs> you also do a cover of Ariana Grande's Thank You Next, which... I had never actually listened to the original song, so when that song came on, when I was, like, going through your discography, I was like, oh, dude, this is a fucking sick-ass song. Like, you guys changed it enough where, like, it sounds like it's just yours anyways, and 
it just comes out super well done. Uh, I've probably jammed it way too many times already in the last like, couple <laughs> yeah. of days. But. Awesome. Thank you. Have you seen the video for that one? I have. Okay, okay good. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. okay, him's just seizuring on the bed. <laughs> yeah, we, we just like, we wanted to do the video shot for shot. We're really like guilty of doing that because we like to just make the most ridiculous version of things that exist. <laughs> So like we wanted to do it shot for shot, but some of those like cheerleader shots and like yeah, the, we just couldn't do the bring it, it, it was yeah. just like we couldn't, we were not talented and yeah, we had to like scale it down, but like anything we could keep, like the bedroom shots and everything, I was like, I'm just going to do what she was doing. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. The kind mirror, of. put yeah. on makeup. And yeah, yeah. Makeup. <laughs> I turned out amazing. It's just you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Duck face, terrible lipstick. My my girlfriend's a, a makeup artist, so I had access to like the spread to like <laughs> nice. really make that that happen. So yeah. Uh, and then you you we're going to round it out with the the final uh, cover that I was able to get my to to view and see the music video for, and that's the everyone's favorite song from Rick and Morty. I'm Mr. Meeseeks, um, <laughs> because. It, it's such a bop too like you guys do it so well and you don't i think one thing that people lose with that exact cover and that song is trying to imitate like the high-pitched voice and since you guys kept it in your normal like kind of range and did it more pop punk style like it works even better and yeah. it's just it was just great to to hear that because it's always a great song to to play every every se- new season of rick and morty we end up playing it at the house so Fuck yeah, yeah. Okay. dude! If we could, if we could get uh, Dan Harmon or whoever is in charge nowadays to like just like grab that song for maybe just a clip of something, that <laughs> you could have, have it. it. Yeah. Let it roll. In the you don't even have to song. pay us; just take it <laughs> and use it, and just say it was us, and that's all cool. I mean, he could pay us. If he, he, could pay us. he could pay us. He could pay us. I would not be upset. Please yeah, pay us. I'm okay with that. Yeah, we need money, please. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very much, man. That's like, we, we love doing covers because like we, we have like, I think we have a collective philosophy on covers where um, the vocals remain largely unchanged from the original. Mm-hmm. We, we really want the vocalist to like, you know, they, they made those like lyrics and words and rhythms and melodies the way they did for a reason. And I feel mm-hmm. like if you change everything else around it, it, that's what like makes genre right oh yeah like the the vocals themselves should be able to live in whatever genre you put them in you know so like we just change it to pop punkify the song and then leave it as like a a good little tip of the hat so we're not completely butchering a really great song yeah and and that's definitely the way to do it because i tell a lot of people well maybe not like a lot of people i tell like my roommates and they're just like okay shut the fuck up but uh i'm usually (laughs) like i'm usually like if you're gonna do a cover you have to do it either like just as well or better like you can't fully tweak it enough where it's not like the same recognizable song and that's the thing that i liked about like kokomo it's that it's got that same feel to it even though you guys are doing it pop punk style it's mm-hmm. still always going to be kokomo rather than like right. like a metalcore beatdown version of kokomo which would just like destroy the whole song it, true <laughs> i like to like i just i look at it as almost like just like as covers as like a remake you know it's kind of like it's still that song but it's ours our version of it like like to where you said like you hadn't heard ariana grande's version of that and you're like oh shit that's a fucking sweet song 
we want you to be able to hear our song and be like, oh, that's a sweet song and not even already know that it's a cover. Yeah. You know, like it, it could be ours, even though like somebody much greater did it. Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> Most of the time. In the case of Thank You Next, we didn't change the tempo or the key at all. It's a, like we play in drop C sharp. So we were listening to the song and I, I usually work on like the arrangements for the covers, like figuring out what, what the chords are and then we all figure out what our parts are from there but we were listening to it and i was like oh this is already in like the key that half of our songs are in so this is kind of sweet let's just keep it and then it's the same tempo but it's like double time you know punk mm -hmm. punk beat but yeah i don't know that's kind of interesting it, I mean, also, you guys doing it shot for shot, like you mentioned, like, obviously, I haven't seen the original music video, but doing it shot for shot, I think, adds a whole other fun element to it, because where you're, where Pat, you were saying, like, you're just trying to kind of remake it as, like, a, as your own, but still pay homage to the original, and it does really well, uh, always reminds me of, um, when Seth Rogen did, like, the whole Bound 2, uh, remaking it, oh, yeah. and did it shot yeah. for shot, so... Dude, I think like I love shit like that so much. Like it that that really when I see somebody like take parody to that level and it's it's still like especially when it's super well done. Like I think like for whatever reason, I think it's Saturday Night Live when they do like some of those like spoofs and like the music videos and such, like the production quality is so good like in, in a lot of that. And I love when it almost sells it as like this could have been like <laughs> A shot from that that they just like rejected or like the wrong actor showed up or something like <laughs> like i love that shit i wish we could uh could pull like our production value up that high but like that is i kind of fun i just thought of this like we should do a side-by-side -side video of our thinking x and Ari's. just boop. there we yeah, go yeah, up the, uh, yeah no but yeah. just like just play by play like side to each other that'd be silly yeah if we maybe get, it would uh, bring it new life maybe we can get ari to to be on it and talk about it with us and be like, your video is really gross. <laughs> you look like a caveman. <laughs> so, we're yeah. still waiting for her to even acknowledge it, but I'm sure it's going to happen. And then I'm I, sure she'll be willing to do a video with us. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Our girl, Ari. Ari. Yeet. <laughs> yeet. We'll, I'm, we'll I'm not even sure she said yeet. I think I said yeet. I think the effect, she just goes yeet. yeet? Yeet? Like, yeet? yeah, I just said yeet because I love it. <laughs> this bitch empty. Yeah, that's why you grabbed the new one, man. It's right next to you. Well, I'm proud of you for finishing no, 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 the drink. No, no, no. Oh, you're acknowledging yeet. that. No, this bitch empty. Yeet. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah. Don't do that. But anyway, Joe finished <laughs> a drink, which is very proud of him. Yeah, I thought that's what we're excited about. Because, yeah, normally he. Like yesterday, he has dead soldiers all over the studio. Three half-drinking beverages. Oh, half yeah. coffee, half beer, and half LaCroix. Just yeah. You gotta have the trifecta. <laughs> I I guess. Uh, <laughs> like, it's all about it's all about options, Michael. <laughs> it's all about options. <laughs> Do you at least like go back and like Oh no, yeah, like, no, no, we, we switch it up. Because you got you know, you got your LaCroix and your beer next to each other. So you take like, you know. You drink like half your beer and then you drink like half your LaCroix and you feel a little better about what's happening. Yeah. And then you leave it. <laughs> you leave it for somebody else to throw away. Yes. And pour out. This yes. is this is the way. This is the way. 
All right, right I'll, I'll jot it down and start <laughs> acting it out and see how it works out for me. Definitely should. You get yelled at a lot. <laughs> you ignore it. <laughs> so uh like like we mentioned you have those those uh those covers out and then you also have your own originals out uh you had the the try harder lp that came out in 2019 uh which is straight solid pop punk jams uh super good and then you also have the lost generation the single that came out last year which Pop punk, a little bit of uh, power in there, a slight notch up. Um, so for people that are listening, go check that stuff out. But with with those be- coming out in the last like year, two years, what is coming out next? <clears throat> so we have um, a few tracks that we're currently <clears throat> working on. Uh, we're just f- kind of finalizing a bunch of them. We do have another cover um just sitting in the wings uh that's pretty much finished but uh we can't put out another cover yet until we actually put out more real songs and we don't want to be our last night where it's like oh yeah they're a cover band oh they're originals we're, we're just following the five finger death punch um <laughs> blueprint to victory yeah just release covers until people think you're a thing and then just do your original music no i'm just kidding freak out on stage <laughs> that's part part of it yeah (laughs) but uh yeah so we i mean over the the pandemic i i demoed about 30 songs so i mean we have we have a lot of options right now um but it's just you know we're just working on them a little at a time it looks more like currently we're going to be putting out singles more instead of like eps Mm -hmm. or like full lengths um at least for a little bit yeah we're all we're all like diy so putting out that that full length record it just took so long and like by the end of it it it's like i don't even know how this sounds anymore like as a (laughs) mixing engineer and like some of it was recorded by joe some of it by me and it was like like five songs were recorded at one time and then like almost finished mixing and then we decided to add five songs so instead of making it ep we wanted to make it a full length it became 10 songs which is awesome and i like like how it turned out but i think after that i was like let's just put out some singles yeah. for a while and then we could do whatever we want and not like be kind of like forced into this like box of what it should sound like like lost generation was one that actually didn't make the cut for the record because it was just it was too different and uh i don't know well there are a bunch of reasons why we released it when we did but mm-hmm. I don't remember what the original reason of not putting it on the record it was just was. too different that yeah. was it we listened to it. it it was just like way like it um it was way more driving than the rest of the record yeah it just didn't vibe with the rest of the record so we're like well we still like this we'll we'll hold it for later yeah and then we released it and when we we decided to release it it was just kind of like it's just what needed to be put out at the time yeah at yeah. least how we felt yeah totally agree and then back to your point about just releasing singles i feel like that's kind of everyone's mentality that i've been talking to lately is not focusing on trying to put out eps or lps or anything like that it's just if everyone's got all this stuff in the bank just kind of release it as you go to keep people's attention interested that makes sense rather than like oh here's here's like a five or ten song ep or lp 
and then we're not going to do anything for like a year and a half and just keep listening to the same like whereas you can release a single once it's ready and like just keep it right well, dude i get it, it. Gives, yeah it gives you extra stuff to promote where it's like you know a 10 song lp it's like okay cool here's our record and then you promote the record and then that cycle of promotions done well yeah. you play four or five songs off of that and then the other five are just like fucked off and then but with singles it's like here's our single and then you prep you know push it for a month or so and then if you put out another then it's just it's just constantly putting out new content instead of yeah. like blowing your load all at once it's just multiple yeah i was even gonna say like i you know we're all like music fans in the band obviously we do music but like you know even as like somebody who adores like listening to new music and finding stuff i never listen to whole albums through like it you know it, it, unless it's an album that i know and love from mm-hmm. like you know past time but like i i i try very hard to dedicate that time to sit down and listen to an album front to front or front to back but um rarely does it ever happen i'll find a couple songs and i'll like eventually work my way through the album if i like what i've heard but like you know even somebody you'd expect to listen to the album like somebody who's in a band like it's just like the way people listen to music nowadays is very segmented yeah it's like a car ride you know it's like <laughs> like who sits i mean i i do from time I mean, to time I, still listen to records. I, I try to i try to most of the time when i listen to records it's because i bought the vinyl and it's spinning on the table you know and i just let the record run because that's what i've sat down to do but if I like pull my phone out or something, like I, there's so many distractions, I end up fucking losing my way halfway through like the second song, end up like somewhere else, like watching some stupid video. <laughs> <laughs> and then here comes a group chat. We're like, oh, here's a dumb video from Joe on YouTube. Yeah, here's a new one. <laughs> and then they laugh, and then I'm like, this is stupid. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> nine times out of ten, the shit Joe sends, they like, and I hate it. <laughs> But then there's that one, good. there's that one that I'm like, okay, kudos. That was good. That's how I know it's a real hit. Yeah. When Wally likes it. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, yeah. uh, so kind of going back to our whole point of like keeping people's attention. I know you guys have been doing music for quite a long time. What's like, do you see that as being like the di- biggest difference between trying to promote your stuff? back then in like the early 2010s to now or do you see any other major differences between it i just miss myspace (laughs) i mean there's a ton of differences it's a completely different game now than it was back in the early 2000s like early you know in like 2000 between 2008 2012 you could still hand out flyers and get people to shows uh i mean like people used to just go to shows that was just a thing you did you know nowadays it's just like it's way harder to get people out to shows yeah and shows were so like diverse it's like oh here's a hardcore band here's a pop punk band here's a ska band here's an indie band oh and a satanic death metal band that's playing with a spirit-filled hardcore band and they're all playing in the basement of a church yeah Yeah. (laughs) And, and everyone was there everyone's had like everyone came everyone stayed for every band it's it was a completely different time i wouldn't say like it, it's not better yeah, it it's not worth it, it's not better it's not worth it's just completely different um well there's so much to be entertained from nowadays right it's just like there's so many different things you can do and like 
I mean, especially recently with like the pandemic and shit, like people are just slowly starting to get back out to like, you know, going to shows and feeling comfortable in that space again. So it's like, you know, we're about to play our first show back here next week. Um, and, uh, and it's going to be cool just to, to kind of try to start knocking the rust off and seeing, you know, how we do in that environment again, because we don't even know. Yeah. And, and honestly, I'm really hoping that because of the pandemic, that will spark people wanting yeah. to go to shows again, because it's like, well, shit, I couldn't fucking do anything for a year and a half. It's like, right. now I want to. Yeah. But we'll see. I will say there are some cool things about like the modern era of like streaming music though like so many people come up to us or like have found our music because of like me seeks or Mm -hmm. or think you know thank you next or hopefully kokomo does the same thing but it's like if we were to put that on a cd and you know sell it at shows it'd be so different than like those are like just like the gifts that keep on giving for especially me seeks it's just like <laughs> it doesn't people, stop people really like that one yeah, <laughs> yeah. for, for whatever gets people to yeah, check out our other shit so yeah that's super cool like and that's one of our main like reasons for doing covers is like yes we love doing covers especially me i i've always been we, like, we swat covers down from pat all the time yeah <laughs> he's like we gotta do uh what is it what was it lfo or not lfo Oh, I did record an LFO. I've got a demo yeah. of it, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, it, it, like we he did I, a Brian McKnight song too. That's pretty horrendous. <laughs> and by horrendous, he means fucking gold. Uh, liquid but gold. liquid gold. But I, I love covers. I think doing covers are so fun. It's just a really fun project. But our main reason for why we do covers is like, okay. Well, this is a big hit. So maybe, you know, people will search for this, stumble across us, and it'll lead them to our music. Uh, And that's one of the big factors of why we do covers is to try to lead people to our, like, our music. Yeah. And 60% of the time, it works every time. No, it works pretty well. Like, a a lot of... I've been... I've had people say like that, like, oh, you guys do that Me Seek song. And I'm like, dude, no, not already. This isn't <laughs> happening right now, is it? But no, it's it's really cool that when somebody um, recognizes anything you do, especially when we're like, we're a small band, you know, like we're, we've been doing this for a long time, but like in the grand scheme of things, we're, you know, a drop in the bucket compared to a lot of uh, acts out there. And it's just really cool for people to recognize anything you do, let alone like the song you would prefer they hear last. (laughs) Like I'm cool with forever. If we're just, we made it as the me seeks guys. And that's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. My roommate is a part-time nanny. And one of the, the families that he nannies for, they have like this 10 year old kid that like loves our version of me seeks like and we don't yeah have any ties to this family at all and he's, he's probably never seen rick and morty but he just like <laughs> so in whatever his you know middle school circle that's just like spinning around so even though they probably have no idea where it comes from like yeah the, the weirdest places we see people <laughs> yeah so keep streaming it people get us to a million <laughs> Yeah, we're about to crack 200,000 streams on MeSeeks right now. It's like, it's drastically outplaying the rest of our other songs. Like, some of our originals are barely breaking a 1,000. 
Yeah. I feel like so that, get on those streams. Yeah, I feel like that just comes with like the territory with doing covers is those always seem to like unfortunately like outperform most like originals. Yeah. Where even though like the originals are like can be like ten times better. You know, most of the time I find that to be true. Except for Kokomo, because Kokomo fucks. And I will say on the Kokomo <laughs> note that like uh there are so many better Beach Boys songs, but Kokomo is the only one that we can do better than the Beach Boys. So we did it. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, that so nailed it. Nailed that. You had that perfectly. That's my only note about Kokomo. I love it. Besides that, it fucks as well. It fucks so hard. Just continually just fucking. It's got an elbow. Takes it six to midnight real quick. <laughs> uh, so one thing I wanted to bring up before we kind of go into this next section is I have noticed on uh, the at least the Twitter account, you guys have been retweeting the unsigned pop punk uh, profile, which is really good about promoting, like, obviously unsigned bands. Um, is that one of you guys that is behind that profile? Yes, that is, that's me um originally so here's here's kind of the big backstory behind that originally i i started it as like a way to help promote stays never sleep and then as i was doing it more i found that like i legitimately just really freaking love doing this um so we're trying to actually take unsigned pop punk uh into a lot more new directions than just as a playlist we're trying to create like we're we're in the process of creating like youtube shows and and podcasts of our own um and trying to do everything we can to help unsigned bands because as i know we all know like being an, an unsigned band is fucking hard and it sucks a lot of the times no one gives a shit about you and i want to help be that person to to like show i care i fucking care and i will promote you and i will try and do what i can to help get you out there not just like the the bigger ones that are out there you know i i have a giant spreadsheet and i'll put them all out there I want everyone to have an opportunity to be heard. And so if you come to me, I will do everything I can to make sure that you get heard. So. And he's in, he calls me all the time, like talking about like the, you know, plans for the playlist and bands that he's trying to add to it. Like he is, is ridiculously involved with it. Like it's, it's almost like, uh, like apart from like, band stuff in his normal life it's like a second job in general so he he does mean every word of that he says for sure Mm -hmm. because i hear about it all the time yeah it it brings me back to the myspace days and like where it's just like everyone was doing what they can to help the other person like you know it isn't pc for pc but like it's like (laughs) hey it's such a fucking (laughs) yeah just over the heads uh but you know it's it was always that like you post a bulletin it's like oh check out this song from this band they're sick they're in my top eight like and it was always just you know it's like oh we're coming through it's like all right and then like people just 
plug shows and plug bands. It was a lot more community then where I'm, it, it's lost some of that now where it's now become so niche and cliche or not cliche, but like clicked mm-hmm. where it's like, Oh, Hey, this is a pop punk show. The same bands play together. This is a hardcore show. It's the same bands, the same right. kids. There's not as much crossover where back in the day it was, but now, you know, with his playlist, I'm feeling it's people that, you know, it's, it's, it's just that, Hey, I want to hear something new. Here you go. Or I'm going to give you a shot. Yeah. And that, that's kind of the goal. Cause I know that like the playlist says unsigned pop punk, but that's, it's the scene in general, mm-hmm. you know, here it is. Like I want to promote the scene and the scene is emo, ska, pop punk and post hardcore alt doesn't care. I don't care. Like give me your music. That's the goal. Well, I commend you so much for doing that. Um, Cause I mean, like you said, there, there are other places out there, but like it, it really shows. And especially with the guys talking about how much you put into it, like it really shows how much you care and how much you're wanting to, to help out these other bands. So I truly commend you for it. Um, if, if anyone is looking to be added to that playlist, uh, should they hit up like the Facebook, the Twitter, a certain email? Yeah, there's a, so every one of our social medias is you know we got twitter we got instagram facebook everything on there links you there's a link to our uh, our website where there's a submission form you know we don't charge anything just fill out the submission form and you'll be put on our waiting list we i have a waiting list and everyone that's on there will eventually get on there it's just it's first come first serve i don't put anyone above anyone else so it's it just goes in order of uh, submitted submitted yeah and be sure uh, to just go to Spotify and follow it people yeah yeah, yeah especially if you like I mean if you're going to um, to try to get your music played on the playlist you know give it the follow and the like you know because uh, it, it it helps push the playlist forward it helps everybody it helps you it helps the other bands involved on it just you know make sure you're you're giving uh, you know, the playlist, at least the metrics to look like it's working. <laughs> yeah. Cause what are you at? Like close to 800? We're over 800. We're, uh, we're, we're near, we're near 900 now. Yeah. So the, the, you know, we just went, and that's one of the things that I ask and I expect of all bands that do submit, follow the playlist. Cause you're, then you're just showing support for everyone else that's on there. Right. Well, uh, everyone that's listening, uh, if you're looking for for somewhere else to promote, definitely hit up Pat and uh, get added to the waitlist and and get seen on that. Um, Listen to it. Everyone yeah. that's on is awesome. It's awesome. It's a it's a cool thing. Um, so as we kind of transition into the later half of this episode, obviously this is beers with bands. Obviously we all have drinks in our, with us in our hands. Uh, what are you guys drinking today? Ooh. So I've got myself uh, um, one of my favorite just beers to have around. This is like my my Bud Light. It's a uh, Summit Slugfest. It's a uh, I think it's a juicy IPA. Yeah, it's just delicious. If you like IPAs, it's delicious. Even if you don't like IPAs, this is one you might tolerate. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty smooth and tart. Jake's drinking my least favorite Surly. But that's my favorite. Too. I'm drinking a, a grapefruit supreme, which isn't really even close to one of my favorite beers. It was just, uh, it was kind of hot yesterday when I bought this case. So I was like, yeah, it sounds refreshing. And 
light. It's like probably four and a half percent or something. So you know you can drink it during the band band hangs and rehearsals, and it's not gonna put you to sleep or whatever. That's my favorite, Surly. I am currently drinking uh, a truly mango lemonade. Um, these this the the lemonade pack is probably one of my like new favorites. But if I were if I were at home, I would probably have a Duluth cider. And this is in my my liquid death. We're looking for uh, them to work with us if they ever want to. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my current drink. Yeah, and I'm drinking the Bauhaus hard seltzer. So the Bolo, Ballhaus, Brood Labs, and this one's the Dragon Fruit. Ooh. Ooh. That's delicious. It's very tasty. Like, it's, it's pretty good, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a flavorful hard seltzer where some of the other ones are like, oh, it has a hint of flavor. Right. This one, like, I, I, I saw it randomly at my buddy Brady's and drank it there. And I'm like, oh, this is good. Mm-hmm. And then I saw it at the liquor store when I was with Jake. I'm like, hey, that's the thing that I liked. What, what do you got? Uh, so I started off today with a pineapple white claw. Uh, okay. Yeah, brother. Yep. Classic. Yep. And then you know, had to go with the classic PBR because that's oh, what yeah. it's full of. So. Oh yeah. You've got like you're like literally full. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> that would be great. I, I've been trying how for that sponsorship. How full are we talking? Are we talking like you got a twenty-four in there, like maybe one missing, or like what? What's what's your deal? Uh, yeah, twenty-four of, of tall boys. Okay, cool, nice. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, standard stock. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> punk house, got to do it. Exactly. Right oh, wait. So, punk house, you, do you live with a bunch of punk musicians or just a bunch uh, of... So, I don't know if you guys are... I mentioned this earlier, like, the Charlie Siren guys, uh, I yeah. live in their house. So, they used to throw shows here all the time and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, okay. Dude, cool. I miss let's, house shows. Let's do a show. Let's do a house show. Yeah, you want to throw a house show for us? Uh, with, we, we unfortunately oh, yeah. got our vetoed and can't do house shows anymore. Oh no. I tried when I moved in back in, I was like, could we like do something? And they're like, no, mainly cause they were tired of patching holes all the time. No, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. I've, I've definitely yeah. lived in a house that like had that kind of environment before. Well, it, gets, it gets sucks. out of, they used to call it the cat pee mansion. <laughs> <laughs> um, cause it was a huge house. It was like a, a really nice old like 18th century like Duluth house and that had like 25 cats in it. Yeah, and Jeez. it was it was it was indeed the cat pee mansion. Yeah, 25 cats in half of the litter box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a pile a of clothes downstairs. Box. They just went for it and it just became a fixture and it was awful. Yeah, you had a pile of laundry in the laundry room that never got washed and they just pissed and shit all over it. <laughs> and and we, we had to, we threw it away and it was like, we all wore gas masks and then we poured like a quarter inch of bleach on the floor and just let it sit there for like a day. <laughs> and uh, it still was just tainted. It was awful. I feel bad for whoever lives there now. That was my, our, our, my, so my nice literally though. the first place I moved into after yeah, I got like graduated high school. And it started out with like six people living there and then like it was like a really loose just kind of chill like party environment and then eventually like there were just people sleeping there all the time <laughs> eventually at any point there was like 25 people in the house you didn't know who the fuck lived there and who paid rent or whatever and then like i lived in we had a garage room. right okay so at first it started like with that many people there all the time you can't throw all the garbage out on like on a, on a regular basis because the garbage can't no the garbage cans got too full and they only collected it every couple of weeks or every week or whatever. 
And so what happened was the garbage cans would get full. You can't stick it outside because we're in like a really nice neighborhood. Yeah. So like you, you, we start stacking it up in the kitchen and the kitchen gets full. And then we, it, we have like garbage day is not coming for another three days. So we just start putting it in our two car garage. And by the end of our tenure there, there was a two car garage, completely floor to ceiling, every corner space filled with just trash bags. Oh my god! It was one of the most disgusting places I've ever been. I'm sorry, Joe. I it, love you, it, dude. It, it was it, awful. It, it started. It started out really nice, and then like eventually, like it just the party took control. You know, the party just it was like fucking Fight Club when that weird house and they start making soap. It's, we just weren't doing anything productive. Yeah, they at least made soap. Yeah, at least they made soap. Yeah, you just made shit. You just made cat piss. We just made a mess. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually, like the landlord's sister was walking by, and she looked in the window, and it looked so bad from the sidewalk through the window that she called the landlord, and we got evicted promptly. <laughs> but it was like two years. Sure. I'm trying. Okay. Um. Yeah, I do. So Joe's trying my drink. I did. Uh, I lived in that parlor for like a month. He did. He lived in our living room almost. It was like the offshoot. Just yeah, it was uh it was a time. <laughs> what were your thoughts on this drink, Joe? It's tart and I like it. Mm-hmm. It's cherry. I went from Stir- dragon fruit like to cherry. Mm. Oh. I'm a fancy bitch. <laughs> yeah, so that's the cat poop mansion. Well, I feel like that's a perfect segue lead in into like I mentioned before, like at the end of these episodes, we talk about fun uh, tour and show stories from your time in music, and I feel like that's a great lead-in, you know, with the Cat Piss Mansion into who knows what kind of craziness you guys have gotten into. Um, Here we go. <laughs> so okay. I, I, most of them are surrounding Joe Alaspa here, <laughs> or, or me, me and Joe. Usually, like before, like you guys are in the band, we used to yell each other at least once. Yeah, Pat and I have had some fights. So, <laughs> well, okay, just remember my favorite two, two tour stories. Just say that to me like later. Okay. But my favorite Pat and Joe fight uh, story, um, we had a fight <laughs> that happened in um, Lynchburg, Virginia. And uh, we were playing a house show there. It was a dope house show. Um, I can't remember. It was Shannon. And I can't remember her husband's name. But uh, it, they th- they just threw this awesome fucking house show. There were a ton of people there, and it was just wild. But uh, Pat and I got into a super big fight at the Weenie Hut number two. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what is the Weenie Hut? I don't even remember what we were talking about. But Pat and I were so mad at each other, just screaming uh, that I decided to walk like five miles away from the band. <laughs> I I just like disappeared into Lynchburg and just got pissed and found a subway and sat down and ate a sandwich and then walked back and like and then it was like then it was all cool but like we were so fucking mad at each other. At the weenie hut. Yeah, there's always there's, weenie hut number two. It was number two. Yeah, number two. We there's been a lot of just random explosions. I kicked an amp over once. Yeah, he got but... pissed at our drummer Rio at the time because <laughs> I think Rio like was really over the tour at the time and he was like, I just want to go home, dude. And Pat was like, Yeah, you want to fucking go home? <laughs> this is Sparta. <laughs> Kicks his fucking amp over and leaves. And so I'm in there and I'm like, 
I, I'm the only person who understands that this is bad that Pat's amp just got kicked over <laughs> at the time. So I'm like checking it out, plugging it in, like picking up all Pat's shit and stuff like that. And we eventually found him again. But yeah, I cleaned up all Pat's shit that night. It, it, it was definitely more excessive than that. I mean, it wasn't just you like... You threw your toolbox afterwards too. Yeah, I threw it at him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but... It wasn't just it wasn't just him just being like I want to go home like I mean it was but it was like he was being a was son a of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want. Yeah, yeah. He didn't just be like man I want. It's not like man I wish we could watch like SpongeBob instead of this. Or, Fuck you. <laughs> you know it was like you know I'm a pretty chill and calm dude. It's true. It maybe this maybe was like brought up a few times beforehand. Yeah, it was it was very excessive. There was a there was a reason. So. <laughs> All right, back back. My favorite two tour stories from uh, from Cities Never Sleep. Unfortunately, Jake and, and Wally weren't around for this one. Wally might have been around for one of them, but um, we were driving, following our GPS. We were playing a show in like um, Rochester, New York, or something like that, and we're driving, and our GPS is is just going buck wild. So we're going down roads we've never even imagined were were possible before, and. Um, we get into the city and it leads us down this little like super tight one lane road <laughs> and we get to the bottom of it and it's a locked fucking fence and uh and we can see the hotel like maybe a quarter mile past this fence but it looks like it's going to be a drive like it looks like we have to like drive over like uh non-roads yeah <laughs> so we're, we're basically like we couldn't back up because this was like a service, like yeah, we're on a little mountain. thing and, and we're like, it's like, there's trees like right off the path. Like there's no way we're backing this thing up because it's like, you know, maybe a quarter mile driveway or something like that. Jeez. So we got the trailer in the van and fortunately for us, this tour, like I had a particular problem with locking the keys in the trailer. <laughs> so <laughs> this particular, one. so yeah. So, the reason this is is uh is notable is because we had bought ourselves a pretty substantial set of lock cutters yeah i have them i still have the bolt cutters yeah yeah so we uh we decided that we were too tired to deal with this shit so we fucking we cut, cut the, the fence. fence open and <laughs> it drove through. and we drove through like mad max style terrain to get to our hotel and then we slept in the parking lot yeah <laughs> you didn't even get in no dude we couldn't fucking afford the hotel room so we slept in the van oh my god yeah yeah i, I don't think i was in the band for this one but i the funniest hearsay story was the strange cheese sweat no. yeah so you were you were was i there for that one yeah because i think that was the same one where it, it was the same one where uh no that was grant it was, Grant. it was Grant for sure. Because I know that there was one with Waldy where he thought he was a, a funny little guy and he was driving the truck and then he was like, well, if it did this, and then he was like going to try and like yeah. jerk it. Oh, and yeah, then his right. thumb caught the wheel and he fucking almost put <laughs> yeah, it. I almost flipped it. I almost flipped it because I thought I was going to be, we were driving to Stevens Point. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what if I just, oh. And yeah, my, my thumb caught like part of the bottom thing and it just <laughs> severely jerked it into the left lane. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, that was dumb. I think this is a segue into the Miracle Mile. Oh yeah, Pat, tell them. All. <laughs> I, we weren't, okay, so we were recording how the Midwest was won. And what happened was I was working. So I had to go down a couple days later 
but Pat and our drummer Rio at the time were driving down beforehand to do drums a couple days before like I got down there so we could do guitars. And so go ahead, Pat, I wasn't there. <laughs> so our, our drummer Rio was driving and then we also had our buddy Jay in the back seat who was our like filmographer for that little uh, that little stint. And uh, I passed out. I passed out in the passenger seat and apparently I woke up and I said, I was like, oh, fuck. And I grabbed the wheel and I fucking ripped it down, reamed us down. And my drummer reel was like, fuck off, fuck you. <laughs> Trying to, and, uh, and we went into the center, like, like we're, uh, you know, just driving, like, in that center, like, grass part. And then finally, like, rips me over. And the, we call it the Miracle Mile because we were in that. For, he was wrestling with me for a good, like, minute This, or this so. was, like, I-35 in Iowa where there's always construction. Oh, now, yeah. The, we call it the Miracle Mile because it was literally the only stretch of that Iowa drive that didn't have shit in that center area because of construction. Literally, there was nothing there. It was the safest time for me to try to murder us. Was <laughs> uh, I a bad dream or something? I, I don't know. I must have. Like, he might have hit, like, some rumble strips or something, and then just, I thought we were going to die, and I was trying to save us, but it, I, it, in the end, almost killed us. And, and let it be known that, Pat, even as the most responsible person in the band, that's probably the most irresponsible thing anyone <laughs> in the band has ever done. So uh, I don't that. know, uh, Mr. Durango. So, yeah, that's I would true. say, tell him the so, string cheese. Well, no, no. My favorite, my second favorite tour story. Is where um, you got your name, I think. Uh, no, uh -oh. it's, it's when uh, we went on our first tour. Um, we were out with a band called The Fast Track. Oh yeah, that's a good one. And uh, and we were in um, what what city in Nebraska? Lincoln. Lincoln. We were in Lincoln, Nebraska, and so um, we go there and uh, we play the show at uh, I can't remember what the place was called. It was off O Street. It was a cool little spot. Knickerbockers. Knickerbockers. Oh yeah, yeah that place was sick. Dude, so cool. Yeah. So we played we played Knickerbockers and then um, we uh, um, went to. Went and partied. We went and partied at our friend Colin's house. So um, we're, we're over there and this is like my first tour. I'm like 19 or 20 at the time or something. And I just started drinking. Like, so we're going hard. Rio and I are drinking vodka like crazy. Like, and this is probably the drunkest I've ever been at this point. And we decided that we needed to go in the middle of the night to walk to a gas station somewhere and find some cigarettes. So, so we start wandering out and we had a video camera with us at the time, which is the worst. So we're wandering around the streets and uh, Rio's got the camera and he's filming me and I'm just like out of my gourd, just running around like fucking just being reckless. And like, I look, he points the camera at me and I'm like, you see this shitty Toyota Camry over here? Oh, fucking Duke's a hazard, this bitch. And I just jumped up on the car and like ran across like the, the, from the, the the trunk to the hood just all the way over the top racing stripe all the way over the top Very which, nice. and, yeah, which is not dupes of hazard yeah. no hazard. no but that's that was that was what i i thought it was being super extreme so <laughs> the very second my foot hit the ground i saw cherries so <laughs> it was just whoop whoop and just like oh man and he comes out and both me and my drummer are just as drunk at this point right 
So this guy comes out and, and not this, this is not, I'm not kidding whatsoever when I tell this next part here. The guy came out of his car and this was the interaction. We were standing next to a chain link fence and he comes out and he, uh, he's got his like hands on his hips and he's like, how's it going tonight, boys? Balls to the fucking fence! <laughs> <laughs> and then we, <laughs> so we put our balls to the fence <laughs> and, um, and they start to like check us. And um, for whatever reason, they're checking the shit out of me. And my drummer just starts having the best conversation with this other cop. <laughs> and him and this guy are buddying around. Like, Rio's, like, the he's same age as me. He's very drunk as well. But he's, like, talking his way out of this thing. I'm getting, you know, like, the Cavity third degree search. here. Just I've been thrown into the squad car at this point, <laughs> And I'm watching Rio get his cuffs taken off. I and, think he, he probably was ordering him pizza. Well, it was probably because I was the one who like did the property damage, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so 100%. so Rio's Rio's going Rio's going home, and I get sent to jail, and uh, I stayed in jail for like eight hours or something like that. And then our buddy who we were staying with found out and came and got me, uh, bailed me out, and then I was super afraid to tell Pat the next morning, so I was just like, "Hey," and he's like, "Hey, man, what's up?" I'm like, "Uh." I got arrested last night and he was like fucking idiot <laughs> that was it and that was that was the end of it but didn't you have like a court oh no that is not the end of it so <laughs> so yeah no the next day um, instead of just like the I got a ticket for damage to property uh, disturbing the peace and for um, underage drunkenness right so I'm like, dude, this is going to be a pretty hefty fine. I was like, is there any, I was talking to the cops. Is there any way I can figure this out and like try to get one of these dropped? And he's like, the only way you could possibly do that is to go talk to the city attorney. And I really wouldn't recommend that. And I was like, like obviously I'm going to talk to the city attorney. <laughs> so the next day, no, no proper clothes. I work my way into city hall and I go to the, the attorney and, uh, and I'm just like, I'm here to see the city attorney. And I go in and I give him my spiel. I'm like, I'm, you know, this is my first tour out. I made some some really dumb decisions, and I ruined some dude's car. And uh, you know, afterwards he was just like, you know, you seem sincere, so I'm just gonna give you the underage drinking ticket, and I'm gonna strike the other two if the owner doesn't press charges. And he didn't, thankfully. So I was like, cool. And then he's like, so what's your, the name of your band? And I was like, uh, we're called Cities Never Sleep. And he said, oh, well. Lincoln, Nebraska sleeps. You fucking woke it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, you're mic like, drop. You're a badass. You just mic drop. So we put him in the thank yous uh, for the for the first CD when it got released. He's he's in there. I forgot his name now, but I don't know. Didn't we bring him one? Of yeah, and and the next time we were in town, I brought one to his office and was like, thanks, dude. Can we have it here. I'll figure it out if you do. Boom. Oh yeah, okay. We're gonna give a shout out. He's not listening, this. but Weird. you guys can talk about stuff. I'll find it. I saw that when we were looking for a cable. <laughs> He's not even at the top of the list. Oh, oh wow! wow. I th oh yeah, it's did bad. you send him a CD? Yeah. No, we brought him. We brought one. it. That's cool. Yeah. Well, we went through uh, Nebraska like a lot though, because we, you know, our buddy Colin was there, so we played there all the time. And, and Britt Bowman. Brittany Bowman. Dude, I can't. You guys can talk about something else while I find this because there's. there's yeah, I got electrocuted at her house show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was there's a really funny video on YouTube of Waldy when he was playing bass. Where he was 
don't know, you yelled something. Yeah, I was like, like motherfucker, move this shit! And then, and then right before, like, a fake down on, uh, I think, a cover of Danger Zone. Uh, Danger, Danger Zone. Zone. Yeah. Yeah, and then just, like, I was, like, trying to tough guy it up. And then right when I hit the mic, and I was like, <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. Fucker, move this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the video cuts out, like, right there. That's a good one. His name was Rob Caples. <laughs> Rob Caples. Uh, district attorney for Lincoln, Nebraska, circa 2009. Yeah. Well, yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, Thanks, Rob. Yeah. We're still drinking. Don't worry. Yeah, I mean, we got we got a lot of really random stories. Uh, so, but those are those are some of them. Those yeah, just some good ones. You have to talk to us again. Yeah, maybe maybe next time uh, we'll coordinate a little bit better and. You guys should just come here and we'll do it all in person. Get real Hell yeah. Tell some yeah, more we didn't realize we were in the same city as each other when we started. Yeah. Uh, for people that are listening, every everything on for their social says Duluth. Uh, come to find out they're in Minneapolis. Uh, kind of more of a Minneapolis band at this point. Uh, so we totally missed out on having someone else in the CH studios today. But it's yeah. okay. That's okay. But anytime you would like to have us in the studios... Just let us know. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I'd be we're so down. We're, we're, we're down out. with the we're down with the hangs. Fuck yeah. Um. So before we wind down, since we're well, we are winding down. Before we fully take off, uh, I got want to give one more big shout out to all the dudes in cities never sleep for being down and stopping by, uh, and being a part of the podcast because it it does mean a lot uh, that bands want to do this or give a shit to, to be on it so i truly appreciate it well it means a shit lot that like someone wants to talk to us yeah okay. yeah all right so it's yeah, mutual but to be on um if anyone is looking for cities never sleep music merch or just you guys in general where can they find it okay i mean we got we're on all social media though we're on you know twitter cns band facebook is uh Cities Never Sleep Music, uh, YouTube, Cities Never Sleep Chan, Instagram, just Cities Never Sleep, or you can find us on, like, we've got a link tree to everything. We're on TikTok. I mean, just type it in. You'll find us. We're there. We believe in you. Yeah. Find us. And I'll obviously be posting a lot of those links in the descriptions and wherever uh, I post uh when new episodes come out, you'll see it there. Like, I'll, they'll be tagged in, in it, obviously. So oh, yeah. you'll know. Yeah. You'll follow. You'll find it. You'll follow it. Um, also, be sure to subscribe to that unsigned pop punk uh, playlist on Spotify. Get that going. Uh, it's it's almost to nine hundred, and then the moon from there. So yeah, hell yeah. Fuck the moon. Let's go to Mars, baby. Yeah. We're gonna hang out with Elon. Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it really does mean a lot that you guys were down for this. Uh, and before we fully say goodbyes, do you guys have any last words for the listeners? Um, we have a show. If you're in Minneapolis and you're listening to, to this wonderful podcast here, we are playing a show at the Amsterdam uh, on July 15th. 17th. On July I don't know when your show's going yeah, on. This is probably I'll, I'll be there a couple days early. Um, okay, so July 17th. 
Rochester? Uh, we're playing uh, at the Amsterdam um, Hall, and we're playing with Junior Choir, um, Northbound Giants, and Splimit. and Splimit. It's going to be a fucking cool time to get back, so come so on should, out. Yeah, you should come hang out with you, us. You should, yeah. I'm going to definitely try and make it over there for sure. And oh, so bro, then, I, I have a strong feeling that if you come, you won't have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would also like to say... Uh, yeah, so thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, our show on July 17th was great. It was sold out. Uh, Joe <laughs> knocked over my drum set, broke my rack tom. I somehow managed to throw a drumstick at him, barely missed his eye. Clenched it in his butt cheeks. You got a few stitches. Ultra instinct. And uh, it was a great show. Uh, we sold out of all of our merch. Pat drank out all of the Truly at <laughs> Amsterdam. And it was uh it was the biggest circle pit they've ever had. It was a great show. Um, otherwise, no. Thanks for having us. Uh, anyone who checks us out, wants to check us out, thank you for doing that. That's awesome. Um, support fans with beers because because of you. You know, we got to we get to reach new people, and every other band gets to reach new people because of you. So, if anyone finds this podcast from us. Make sure you follow you. Thank oh, you. I, and the other it. thing I will, the other thing I will add, is uh, Kokomo fucks. <laughs> Kokomo fucks. And on that note, uh, one last thank you to you guys for for stopping by. Um, like I always say, if you or anyone you know should be on an episode of Beers with Bands, let me know. I will reach out. We'll set this up. We'll have some beers. We'll have, talk about some stories. Talk about their band uh, because I'm always down. To, to hear about uh, new bands and, and check them out. So, um, other than that, like I've said multiple times already, uh, thank you guys so much for stopping by, and I will catch everyone on the next episode. Thanks, Michael. Love you guys. Fuck yeah, we did it, bro. What the fuck is going on? Look around at the mess we've Brothers and sisters are killing themselves as we worship celebrities. The youth get their news on Facebook while reporters contorting what they're paid to say. People too scared just to leave their homes from the terror that rises outside. We are the Pull back the curtain, exposing all we their lies.